0: Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast, where your hosts, Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Canada. If you're looking for ways to bring rigor and engagement to your middle school ELA classroom without sacrificing your nights and weekends, then this podcast is for you. Our goal is to provide you with your weekly dose of tips, tools, and inspiration so you can actually enjoy teaching again. We'll help you bring the fun and creativity to your ELA lessons so that your students master the standards and you can leave school when the bell rings. Get ready to be that teacher you've always wanted to be to do great work and thrive. So for the month of July here at EV Academics, we really like to focus on writing. We release our EB writing program and open it up for enrollment to new teachers in July. We also host a free workshop experience as well. And we also thought it would be fun to air a couple bonus podcast episodes that are some of our, you know, most listened to in terms of writing focused ones over the years. So for the next three Thursdays, we will have some bonus podcast episodes for you, and we would love to also invite you to join our free online workshop specifically for middle school ELA teachers. And we're going to teach you our four proven strategies for teaching literary analysis writing like a pro. These are four strategies that we teach inside our EB writing program that we have taught to thousands of teachers all across the country and all over the world that we would love to obviously share with you as well. Um, in addition to our free online workshop, we're also hosting a pop-up Facebook group experience where we will be giving away macbook air to one lucky winner two hue document cameras we're also hosting some bonus trainings as well as giving you even more free resources so we really want you to walk into this next school year just knowing that you know how to teach writing like a pro you are the best writing teacher at your school Um, and if that seems far-fetched it won't be after you join us for this free workshop so definitely make sure that you join us head to ebacademics.com forward slash writing 2022 to grab your free spot and definitely make sure that you join us over in our pop-up facebook group as well all of those details will be on the thank you page after you choose your date that you will be joining us all right let's dive into this bonus podcast episode Well, hello, teachers, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA Podcast. Caitlin here with you guys. Along with Jessica. Hey, everybody.
1: And we're into a new month. We're into July. Hard to believe. my favorite month of the year. July and November. They're kind of tied. Yes. I love July. Why are they tied? Well, I love November because you're getting ready for the holidays and all that, and I start listening to my Christmas music early. (laughs) But for July, I just love that it's like you're totally into summer. It's like picnics and beach days. And I don't know, you're just relaxed. Hopefully. That's so
0: funny. I, for whatever reason, love September. And I think it's the weather in Northern California is just beautiful in September. And even when we lived in LA, September was such a great month for weather. And I don't know if you live in Southern California or you're from around this, this area in Southern California, we always have June gloom. Mm-hmm. So everyone comes to the beach in June thinking it's going to be beautiful, and it's not, it's freezing cold. It's windy. You're wearing you know right. jackets and jeans in June, and then I don't know if you remember from when we lived down in LA uh-huh. that when it got the same in July that it was like gray in July too. Yep, we'd call it July Why? Like
1: why? Oh, is I have never like heard this? that. That's yes. funny. Yeah. Well, that's like July in San Francisco. Little uh what do they call it? Public service announcement for you. Like if you're ever visiting San Francisco in July, bring your winter coat and your earmuffs and your ski jackets, all of it, because it's freezing here. It's even worse than Southern California. So I got to get out of town this month and totally get my warm weather fix. Well, with
0: all that being said, we are so excited to move into the month of July because we are going to be hugely focused on writing on the podcast. And we know that writing is kind of one of the most difficult, parts of ELA for a lot of teachers to teach, you know, we hear time. And again, I hate teaching writing. I'm not a good writer, so I can't be a good writing teacher or I'm a great writer. And I don't know how to get my students to be great writers. It's just such a point of contention for a lot of middle school English teachers,
1: or there's that whole, I don't have time to teach writing. So I'm just going to skip over it.
0: Oh my gosh. Yes. Brutal. And so if you can you know, identify with any of that, or maybe you have identified with that in the past and you're actually a part of our EB writing program now and what we just said no longer describes you, right? Because you've been able to utilize our strategies. Um, we're just really excited to be sharing a lot about writing on the podcast, but also we're doing a free live event towards the end of this month as well, all about writing. So that live event is called four proven strategies for teaching literary analysis, which is exactly what we're going to talk about today, right? Why literary analysis is the most important type of writing. Um, and we're opening up, enrollment to our EB writing program at the end of the month as well, just in time for school to start, you know, you get your feet wet. So we're just super excited for all of the things to come. We'd love to invite you to sign up for that free live event, you know, reserve your seat. It's coming up here soon. We're doing a free pop-up Facebook group, bonus trainings, giveaways, extra free resources, the whole nine yards in conjunction with enrollment opening to our EB writing program. So if you go to ebacademics.com forward slash literary analysis, you can choose which date and time you want to sign up for, for that live event. And then on the thank you page, you'll be given the opportunity to click a big yellow button that says, join the pop-up Facebook group and come join us over there for that as well. So anyways, just a little tidbit as to what's going on in the world of EB academics for the month of July. So are you ready to get into it, Jessica?
1: I am. I love chatting about this stuff. (laughs)
0: Let's do it. (laughs) Okay. Do you want to start? Yeah.
1: So as Caitlin said earlier, we are talking today about why literary analysis is the most important type of writing there is. And I have to admit that when I first started teaching I didn't teach literary analysis. I barely taught writing. I was one of those teachers who said, I just don't have time in my schedule. So when I did teach writing, it was maybe narrative writing and there wasn't a game plan. But once Caitlin and I started teaching together and we were kind of encouraged by our administration to like really amp up our writing for the year, that's when everything changed. Mm -hmm. So you may have heard this story before, but Caitlin and I taught across the hall from each other and we said, okay, let's work together. If we need to focus on writing this year, Let's have a game plan. So we came up with a framework for our students that truly changed everything. And I was the fifth grade teacher and it was wonderful because I could teach them the basics and then they would move on to Caitlin in middle school and she would develop their writing and it was so cohesive and just gave us such incredible results. So we want to share these strategies with you today about why literary analysis became such a focus in our teaching styles, really.
0: Yeah. And you might hear us refer to literary analysis as the EBW approach. That's Mm -hmm. just kind of what we've dubbed um, literary analysis at EB academics. And that's the cornerstone of what we teach in our EB writing program is the EBW approach, you know, is literary analysis. How do we get students to write cohesive papers that have critical thinking claims, premises, evidence, justification, all that stuff successfully. Um, And so literary analysis is really the most important type of writing because we feel and the way that we've structured our whole writing program is that it's the cornerstone, right? That's the first thing that we want to teach our students how to do is how to write a literary analysis piece because all of the other writing styles build off of that, right? Once students have the foundations of literary analysis, of a claim, of a premise, justification, et cetera, it makes it so much easier to teach them, okay, let's take those same principles and things that we've learned from literary analysis, EBW approach. And now we're going to take that and apply it to a compare and contrast paper. It just looks a little bit different. We make a few small tweaks here and there, but because students have that foundational knowledge of writing from the EBW approach from literary analysis, it makes moving into compare and contrast or cause and effect or problem solution that can be really hard to teach. It makes it a whole heck of a lot easier for students.
1: It really does. And I just love that, you know, obviously it's based on literature. So practically speaking, what it looks like in your classroom is you're reading a novel or a short story and you're having your students write about it. And that makes it so much more accessible to them because they're already discussing the story. So they have that scheme already built in and they're able to come up with ideas for a writing assignment instead of just, okay, think of a new topic. That's Mm -hmm. daunting for students. So it really sets them up with that foundation writing about literature.
0: Yeah, and and that ties, sorry, go ahead. Go for it. I was just going to say that ties into kind of one of the other things that we wanted to talk about too, is that using literary analysis as that most important type of writing, it encourages you to have your students write about what they're reading about. You know, like Jessica has seen all too often, like writings compartmentalized, it's separate. You're like, okay, we're going to do one month of narrative writing Mm -hmm. and one month of this type of writing and one month of that. But when we use literary analysis as a cornerstone of everything that we're doing in our classrooms and we have students writing about what they're reading about, they get to practice this skill on a consistent basis throughout the year with everything you're reading in class, from your novels to your short stories to poetry. Even if you do literature circles, students can still be writing about what they're reading about. So if you are a teacher who teaches all subjects in ELA, which is what both Jessica and I did, you know we want to try to move away from that mindset of, I don't have enough time because I have to teach reading and writing actually that's great. We actually think that's better. That's what we should be doing is teaching, reading and writing together. So it creates that real cohesion for students that reading and writing go hand in hand. They're not separate entities from each other.
1: Right. So let's discuss some of like the ripple effects, the positive results that happen when you do make literary analysis, the cornerstone of your writing for the year. And I can share one example um, in my classroom So my students would write about literature all the time using the EBW approach. And it was so cool because they could carry that confidence from writing into their discussions. So we would have lots of Socratic seminars during the year. And I remember this one time it was for the short story. Thank you, ma'am, by Langston Hughes, if you've ever read that. And my students had already written what we call a response to literature. so They did a text dependent essay on that story, and then we were going to discuss it. And it happened to be when my principal was coming in to observe me for a formal observation. And I said, are you okay with, you know, watching my students lead the class? And she's like, yeah, it's gonna show me what you've been building up to at this point. I'm fine with it. And after the observation, she told me like, Jessica, I was just blown away by those fifth graders, the level of their discussion, how they were bringing evidence into their talking points, justifying their points, politely disagreeing with the student, offering a counterclaim. She was seriously just amazed at them But that was just an everyday lesson for those kids because they had done it so many times with me using this particular lens of analyzing literature it was just a natural discussion and it happened all the time and i just love that because they were proud of themselves our principal got to see like this is the kind of stuff we're doing in ela and the level we can hold our students to so it's just one of the powerful ripple effects of students discussions get so much stronger Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: It's not just about writing anymore. No, it's about so many other aspects of your ELA classroom. I mean, I can't tell you how many parents over the years I've had just come up to me after school and are like, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Like, you, how are you teaching my child how to write? Like, I have no idea what's going on in your classroom because I'm just blown away. It's amazing. And that was just kind of the norm. Like right. if a week went by without hearing that, it was a little bit weird because it happened all the time. And I think that that just speaks into the power of making sure that literary. Analysis really is the most important type of writing in your classroom. Um, And it's not just us, you know, our teachers in our EB writing program and in our EB community experience those same types of wins over and over again. I mean, on my screen, I'm looking at hundreds of testimonials from our teachers. And one of them is from Mindy. And she just said that, the EB writing program is the one thing that truly made her feel like a real English teacher. And it made a huge difference in her classroom that even her students noticed. And like, that's really powerful when you get to see those ripple effects. It's about how you feel, right? It's about how your students feel, which we'll talk about actually in next week's episode, we start to talk about how, um, writing frameworks create successful writers. Um, but the ripple effects are so powerful powerful. It's not just about teaching literary analysis. It's about so much more.
1: Right. And I love that she said she felt like a real English teacher. I know that's kind of hard to like comprehend, but there is a feeling you get when you walk into your classroom and you are like, I am confident. I'm prepared. I know exactly what I'm doing. And I know I'm going to get results from my students. So let's go, let's have some fun with this. Like yeah. what a feeling that is. I just Totally. Love that. So
0: great. Gives me chills a little bit. <laughs> mm. Um, so as we kind of wrap up today, I'd love to invite you guys again to come join us for our live event at the end of the month of July. Again, we're talking all about writing this entire month on the podcast at our live event in the pop-up Facebook group that we're doing. We're opening the doors to the EB writing program at the end of the month as well. Um, so everywhere that you see us is going to be all about writing for the month of July. So that event is called four proven strategies for teaching literary analysis. If you're listening to this and you're like, yeah, like I want more, like help me understand this concept more. How am I actually going to apply that in my classroom? What does that look like? That's what we'll cover in those four proven strategies at this live event. So we invite you to go register ebacademics.com forward slash literary analysis, pick the date and time that you want to join us and be sure that you join us in the pop-up Facebook group as well. All right, you guys have a great rest of your day and we will see you next week
1: on the podcast for
0: more writing. Can't wait. Bye everyone. Bye.